Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Cash Patel, bottom of the hour, the former chief of staff at the Department of Defense. And he says, I'm calling out the fact checkers. Calling them out. There's something, if you're watching on the stream right now, Karen, you're not, but uh, I, I normally have a shot of the southern view from the Empire State Building up behind mm-hmm. me. It's a live view. And whoever's up there is uh, is smoking marijuana or something because they're oh. just like scrolling through the city. It's actually very in- interesting. So, uh, yeah, and he's just going to keep on going. That's that's weird. And now we're getting, I guess, as they keep on going here, now we're getting just a really close-up shot of the building, the Empire State Building, and then they'll go around to the other side again. That's okay. Either it'll make All us dizzy right. or it'll be fun to look at. That'll be interesting. We'll so we've got that going for you, which is nice. Cash Patel at the bottom again. He'll call out the so-called fact-checkers who didn't really fact-check at all. They're claiming that Trump did not offer troops. That's not true. Of course he did. And Cash Patel has the proof. We get into that in earnest. Plus, we talk about Ukraine. We talk about getting out of Afghanistan. What was the plan there? Why is Russia saber-rattling right now? Why is China doing the same? He's a guy who knows, and we uh, we go for it. Plus, we talk about fact-checking on the Internet, which is obviously not really fact-checking. It is the ability of these websites to pretend to fact-check and then say in court, yeah, well, these are just opinions on a Tuesday. Uh-huh. Hi. Hi. No? You guys making me drunk on the Empire State Building camera. Come on. I think he heard me talking about it. He stopped. Good. That is Carrie Lockheed Chocolate Voice. What's going on? How's it going? Making it happen, getting it done. Polo's doing the same. Sam as well. If I had to ask you for a Neil Young song that's like I would know off the top of my head, what would it be? Do you know one? I would uh, keep on rocking in a free world. I think that's the name of it. Polo, you got one? Doesn't he have one called Harvest Moon? I don't know. Sam? I like this one. This is not, this is not Neil Young. This is uh, Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. They sound the same. Is this Ozzy Osbourne or is, or is this uh, the actual group? I believe it's Black Sabbath. Is it Black Sabbath? Okay. I could not name you a Neil Young song. I know Southern Man was one because that was the joke. That was the insult that Leonard Skinner was putting on him. A Southern man don't need you around anyhow, because there was a song that Neil Young did called Southern Man. Uh, and I guess uh, he, was, he was not very complimentary about Alabama. That's why they went after him in that song. Um, I'm being told that it is, in fact, Ozzy, not Black Sabbath. E- either way, whatever. Um, at the end of the day, I'd, I could not name you a Neil Young song. Now, I'm a guy who enjoys good singing. Now, I'm not suggesting I'm a good singer, although I can hold a tune, but if I'm going to listen to singing, I want it to be good. Um, probably why I'm such a, a Righteous Brothers fan or an Elvis fan or a Dion fan. These guys are really good singers. Modern music, Christina Aguilera is a really good singer. Uh, Ariana Grande is a really good singer. Uh, I think Michael Bublé is a very good singer, although recently I've been finding out that he's been auto-tuned a, a bit. 
um, which is interesting to me. But I like really good singers. I don't think Neil Young is a really good singer. I think he's more like a Bob Dylan type, right? Where he, he writes these stories and then makes songs out of them. Carrie, does that make sense? Mm, it does. I, I'm not a big fan, but yeah, it does. And there are people that are big fans, and he's a big, you know, he's a big star. I'm not taking that away from him. He worked hard for it. Um, but I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of his singing. Therefore, I'll give you an example. Um, I can't even think of his last name now. Lester somebody who was a big tenor saxophone player. He just did not like how he sounded. Just was not a Lester saxophone guy. I mean, the guy played, oh, it was almost this, uh, like he was sucking in on the saxophone instead of blowing out. I think, I think Lester Gordon was his name. And just not a big, big fan of his. Huge fan of Cannonball Adderley. Huge fan of John Coltrane's technique, although his sound wasn't exactly what I would like. Huge fan of Michael Brecker. Huge fan of, of Pete Chrisley. I'm naming saxophone players you guys probably don't know, but these guys are really, really good. Um, Phil Woods. Incredible sound. Because I wanted the technique and I wanted the sound. Some people are cool with just getting you know, the technique or just getting, you know, one part of that whole picture when it comes to an instrumentalist. Well, when it comes from to a singer, you can do that as well. Bob Dylan, I can argue all day, is a horrible singer. Bruce Springsteen is a horrible singer. But these guys sang songs. Listen, I'm going to give you some here, Carrie. Bon Jovi in the day was a very good singer. Mm-hmm. So, and you would argue that he still is, but I mean, he really has lost a little bit, but whatever. I mean, the guy, the guy made his bones because he's a good looking guy and he can sing his ass off. Elvis made his bones because he could really, really sing well before anybody even saw the guy. And then they went, holy crap, he's good looking too. He's got the whole package, plus he performs. So with Neil Young, I'm not a huge fan of a guy like that. But there are plenty of people who are, and he's a multimillionaire, and he's written tons of great songs. So my opinion is just my opinion. The opinion of the masses made this guy a star and a household you know, name, which is cool. But he also made his money by, I guess, pretending he was anti-government. If you go through and research Neil Young on the internet, almost immediately you'll see the 15 anti-government songs Neil Young sang. You go right down the list. There are all these songs. He wrote one after the Kent State Massacre. He wrote one after this other event that happened. He wrote one after... So he's completely anti-government, completely anti-authoritarianism, much like, not dissimilar from, Howard Stern who I called out a couple of months ago for being a loon now. These guys really did make their, and again, Howard Stern is a different thing because he does sound good on the radio, whereas again, I'm not a big Neil Young sound fan. He's writing great, whatever, his storytelling, whatever. But again, back to it, these guys made their money saying, I'm not going to let the FCC monitor what I say on the radio. I'm not going to let my program director tell me what I can and can't say on the radio. And then Howard Stern made his, his living, made his fame and fortune off of being very different. Neil Young, again, not a great singer, but a great storyteller, made his money by rallying people who agreed with him that government shouldn't have all this power and control. How old is he now? Do we know, Carrie? Does it say in the story? Mm, it doesn't. Let me check. I mean, Neil Young's got to be in his 70s. 76. I would say mid-70s. 76, okay. Yep. So here he is, an older guy, like Stern is getting older now. I would guess Howard Stern's in his 60s. I don't know. But um, these guys are getting older now, and suddenly they want to comply. Suddenly you can't call government out. In fact, not only can't you call government out, if you do, you should be banned from platforms. Howard Stern doesn't want Aaron Rodgers to be in the uh, in the NFL. He doesn't want Kyrie Irving to be in the NBA. Neil Young wants the most 
I, I would guess the most popular podcaster, at least in America, if not worldwide, to be off of Spotify. Fill me in. From The Blaze, legendary musician Neil Young issued an ultimatum to the Spotify streaming music service to choose between his music or Joe Rogan's podcast. Young posted an open letter to Spotify, which entered into a $100 million deal with Rogan to host his podcast, calling on it to dump Rogan over what he saw as misinformation on the coronavirus. I'm doing this because Spotify is spreading fake information about vaccines, potentially causing death to those who believe the disinformation being spread by them, wrote Young. Please act on this immediately today and keep me informed of the time schedule. Rogan's been criticized by many for advocating for alternate treatments for the coronavirus. In one instance, he advised younger people to avoid the vaccine because their death and hospitalization risk was so low. I want you to let Spotify know immediately today that I want all my music off their platform, said Young to his management team and record label. They can have Rogan or Young, not both. Spotify has been under pressure by those on the left to drop Rogan over his controversial statements about the coronavirus pandemic, the transgender agenda and other topics. Some employees at Spotify reportedly threatened to organize a full-blown strike if the company refused to censor Rogan's podcast. Okay. Uh, by the way, Dexter Gordon, I said Lester Gordon. Uh, somebody wrote me either Lester Young or Dexter. It was definitely Dexter Gordon. And I'm not a big Dexter Gordon saxophone playing fan. Uh, but again, many people loved him. And, and I actually had a long argument about this probably 35 years ago and at my friend's house where I was asked to leave. Okay, you're going to have to leave <laughs> because I was arguing with some guy. So I've been arguing a long time, Carrie, since way before broadcasting. Not surprising. But, um, yeah. yeah, not surprising at all. But um, all right, so Neil Young, just to encapsulate and correct me if I get any of this wrong, has decided that Joe Rogan is spreading mis- or disinformation on COVID vaccines. He's not. Joe Rogan, what he is saying is verifiably true. But even if it weren't, he has the right to say it. Um, and Neil Young, the anti-establishment guy, has become so establishment that you either kick Rogan off of Spotify or you don't have Neil Young music. Now, I, I got to be honest. I don't know. I don't know if Neil Young has any new songs. I don't. I have no clue. I'm not a fan. But even if he does, you're going to choose between the guy you paid $100 million to bring his podcast to you or the guy who was famous in the late 60s, early 70s, anti-war movement. I, I don't. And again, it shouldn't even come down to that. It shouldn't be who's more important. It shouldn't be who's more valuable. It should be, oh, Neil, what are you doing? You're this anti-establishment guy. Who are you today? Because let me say this. Neil Young doesn't know what he's talking about. Neil Young is going by what somebody fed into his brain and he just bought it because it sounds good. Neil Young believes that what Joe Rogan actually took when he had COVID, he shouldn't have taken. By the way, what Rogan took, ivermectin and monoclonal antibodies, got him better. Or else we wouldn't be, we wouldn't have Joe Rogan around. He'd be dead from COVID. He's not, thankfully. So it's not, not only is Neil Young wrong, he's the one spreading the disinformation in saying that it's Joe Rogan who's doing it. But can you imagine thinking that you're that important that you can say it's either him or me? You know, many believe that Michael Jordan, and for those who are younger than I am, and younger, so young that you never saw Jordan actually play live, like watching him on TV, Michael Jordan was hands down the best guard 
to ever play in the NBA. Now, there's an argument that can be made about, about some centers that were dominant and so on and so forth, and Bill Russell won 11 championships, whatever. That argument, that argument can be made. But when it comes to what we see basketball as, those who are high-flying, those who are great passers, those who are great teammates, those who are champions, Michael Jordan was hands down the best player ever, period. I'm not taking any calls on that, Sam. It's just a fact. LeBron James wishes it's never going to happen, not even close. Love Tim Duncan, not as good as Michael Jordan. And I don't care what Tim Duncan thinks about Michael Jordan. What I'm saying is fact. Michael Jordan allegedly, when they were putting together the dream team, told the head coach, who happened to be Detroit's coach at the time, allegedly he told him, I'm not going to play if you put Isaiah Thomas on the team. Because Isaiah Thomas was a jerk to Michael Jordan. And the bad boys were jerks to, uh, to Michael Jordan. And Thomas had said some things that Jordan didn't like. Now, that's the allegation that Jordan said, it's either him or me. Now, if you're choosing between Michael Jordan and Isaiah Thomas, and you want to go and you want to dominate with the Dream Team, you're going to side with Michael Jordan. In this case that we're talking about today, Joe Rogan is Michael Jordan. Neil Young is Isaiah Thomas. Now, if Spotify goes with Neil Young, then they're a woke bunch of idiots that deserve to lose a ton of business if they push Joe Rogan off the platform. Neil Young should probably stay in his lane, and his lane has been anti-establishment. Why not be consistent about that? 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Stay right here. You're listening to Joe Pags. I appreciate you stopping by. About 10 minutes away from now to be Cash Patel, the former chief of staff, the Department of Defense, under President Trump. We again dispel the fake fact-checking about whether there were troops offered to Nancy Pelosi and the Capitol Police and uh, Bowser and the Washington, D.C. police. And in fact, he talks about the letter that was included in the information where uh, Muriel Bowser is actually turning down the offer, refusing the offer. Yet for some reason, after I air the interview, Twitter is going to say, oh, we've got to fact check this sucker. It's just not true. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Your thoughts about Neil Young jumping in the fray and deciding that um, Joe Rogan can't be on the same platform as him because Neil Young knows something about science and medicine that Rogan doesn't, I guess, or that you know people who actually invented the vaccines don't know. And Neil Young is going to somehow force Rogan off the platform. You think it's going to work? 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Let me go to uh, Ken in Alaska. Ken, what's going on? Hi. You brought up a great observance. I just wanted to get your thought on what happened to all these hippie anti-establishment, I hate big pharma people. Now they're faithful lapdogs to these people. I don't get the flip-flop there. Do you, do you? Can you figure out why and how this happened? Only that they're older and they're rich now and they, they fear losing their riches. I, I don't know. I mean, honest to goodness, I would think that you would be, you would always be somebody who is anti-establishment and pro freedom and liberty your entire life. I, I don't, I'm not 75 or 76 like he is, so I can't relate to it, but I don't know. It's a great question. All right. I would love uh, some a sociologist to figure that out because when I grew up, I remember the little things you sewed on your jeans when you were a hippie, you had an older uh, 
you had friends, there's uh, brothers and sisters were older than us, and they were real hippies. They were from the 60s and stuff. And they had that passion that said, never trust anybody over 35. <laughs> and they all they were against the government and no no war and all. And now it, it's completely 180. And uh, I always kind of interested in what happened there. Well, the problem is they all got to be over, older than 35. What do you do then? If you're <laughs> if you're against a 35-year-old and you become 36, then what? Yeah, no kidding. But, uh, yeah, Big Pharma's the big one. That that thing, how that turned around, and now they were completely – and here in Alaska, I didn't know if you know it, it's a story that uh, Ann Zink, our uh, medical director for the state, is meeting with, of all people, uh, Pfizer to learn how to overcome vaccine hesitancy. So my question is, why do we have a medical director for Alaska? Why do we even have a governor that hired her? Why don't we just let uh, – uh, Pfizer run the state of Alaska. Well, I I, I haven't seen I haven't seen that story, but I'll take you at your word. I mean, if that's true, that the medical whoever the person is in Alaska is asking Pfizer for help in getting people over vaccine hesitancy, that would be like going to General Motors and saying, "Hey, we would like to get our residents to buy your cars more often. Can you help us with getting uh, getting them over car buying hesitancy?" General Motors would probably, Carrie, I'm guessing they'd click their heels and go, hell yeah, we'll help you out selling more of our cars. Oh, yeah. Because if Pfizer helps you get over vaccine hesitancy, Pfizer makes more money. What a dumb thing for somebody who's allegedly an official to do. Let me go to uh, Scott, who's in Maine. Scott, what's going on? Hi. Hey, great job. Keep it up. Keep up the great work. Just want to say, you know, a lot of, I listen to a lot of talk radio. Um, You know, I'll be honest. I listen to a lot of conservative talk radio. And, and I hear other people call in that are not conservatives and different viewpoints. And then I just try to have conversations with folks. And I've spoken with a number of politicians in our area and so-called health experts. And what I'm recognizing more and more every day is that these individuals supposedly in power, whether they are a mayor, a governor, a president, or a so-called expert, I don't know what they're an expert of. Is it an expert of confusion? Because it's not an expert of facts, because the facts are out there. I've been saying it since April of 2020. Cloth masks don't work. Shutdowns don't work. But I didn't say that from uh, some expert telling me that. I said that from my own experience in the Gulf War right. and what a mask did to me. It's just common sense. And, and we, we're, our, our town out here in Cumberland, Maine, made national media, made Fox News multiple times, and made... Um, uh, Breitbart. It went to Breitbart, went to Daily Wire, went to multiple places because I'm kind of shifting gears, but I'm going to bring it back full circle. Um, our town and our school district, just like many others across the nation, they're teaching critical race theory. But what they're using is they're using the pandemic to try to cover it up and saying it's fearful. And so I, like many, have had multiple conversations with our superintendents and say, show me the science, show me the facts that our seven-year-olds, our six-year-olds, our eight-year-olds need to wear masks because they're not the super spreaders that you think they are. And what they gave me from a FOA request, Pags, is an opinion piece from the Washington Post. That's the science that they're using to say that there's statistics out there, an opinion piece. And when I called them out on the whole school board, they just said, thank you for your thoughts. That's it. It's crazy. I'm gonna put, Scott, I'm going to put you on hold because I want Sam to talk to you and see uh, if there's more that we should research about your area, Cumberland, Maine, that we should know about. If it's on all these other outlets, we certainly would like to hear about it as well. i got to hit a break here. When we come back, it's going to be Cash Patel. He fact-checks the fact-checkers, and we also talk about Ukraine. Stay here. Joe Pags.
Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this young man back. He is the former chief of staff of the Department of Defense here in the United States of America. It's Cash Patel. Cash, how are you? Good to see you again. I'm great, Joe. Thanks for having me back on the show. Well, you are great. I agree with you. Um, so <laughs> you, we broke Twitter last time. You're on with, with my buddy Sean on yeah. Friday. You're on with me Monday or Tuesday. And both days, the trend started on Twitter and other social media that there is no evidence that Trump offered National Guard troops <laughs> to protect the Capitol on January 6th. They literally, I mean, and they're calling this, gosh, I don't get it. How can they call it a fact check when you've got the proof? Now, the, their <laughs> argument is you haven't shown the proof. You keep saying that you have it, but you haven't shown it. Let me ask you this, that, that I think that it will solve this entire problem. When yeah. you were in front of the January 6th commission or committee, did you tell them about the offer or not? Absolutely. So, <laughs> they, so I mean, that you would be in jail if you lied. Right. I mean, he, and here's the thing. These, are these same clowns, these PolitiFact, the fact that the fact that PolitiFact is a name in and of itself that's doing <laughs> fact-checking is ridiculous. Right. These are the same guys that kicked us to the curb for the Russiagate hoax. So, right. well, let's set their credibility aside for one second, and let's say they actually are fact-checkers. What do you think they think I did? Staged an Oval Office meeting with the Commander-in-Chief, the Secretary of Defense, the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, and the National Security Advisor, the President of the United States, and we made up an order? And then we said, okay, let's not document the order anywhere. Then, two days later, when Nancy Pelosi and the Capitol Police finally get around to requesting the National Guard, which they must do by law, right. what do you think we did? We executed an illegal order because we did not have the authorization of the president of the United States for National Guardsmen and women? No, we were able to do the fastest cold start in war since you uh, since World War II right. in U.S. history because two days ago the president had given us what the law requires, which is an authorization. Now, do you think those records don't exist at the Department of Defense because PolitiFact and this DOD say we couldn't find anything? It, it, what's interesting, Cash, is that they always say it this way. There is no evidence, which means if the evidence shows up, they'll say, oh, well, now there's evidence and we can prove it. Your testimony in front is sworn to you were sworn in, right? Yeah. Your sworn testimony in front of this committee is the evidence. It's just like Rudy Giuliani saying, I've got affidavits and people say, well, that's not evidence. Yes, it is. A sworn affidavit that's notarized, that's signed by somebody and sworn by somebody is, in fact, evidence in a court of law. What you did in swearing to tell the truth is that's evidence. And they would have immediately had you arrested for lying to them. You can't lie to Congress. It's against the law. So uh, have you produced the actual documentation? When you were on with Sean, I saw them sort of flipping through it on the screen as you were on. Is that stuff available for other people to see or not oh yeah one of the things he put out there was the dod biden inspector general report about our conduct on jan 6. do you know what was in that report mayor bowser's written written refusal for troops in her own writing her letter to the department of defense saying i don't need national guards men and women in dc hers you know what else is in the DOD Biden Inspector General report about our conduct on Jan 6th? That we did not delay, we did not obstruct, and we acted professionally in the lead up and on January 6th. That's the Biden Inspector General. Amazing. Do you think we would put that kind of information out if it was false? And I didn't even have to. They did. So it's all out there, including the DOD timeline. But here's what's not out there, which I think is just ludicrous. And this is what PolitiFact is talking about. They're like, well, Cash Patel didn't hold up the memorandum uh, from, you know, the secretary to the chairman to the president. Of course I didn't. I don't have that. Right. Do you think that doesn't exist? Because here's what you're saying. If, if, if what PolitiFact is saying true, then here's who broke the law. The president, 
the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, the Secretary of Defense, the National Security Advisor, the Secretary of the Army, and the 15,000 National Guardsmen and women we deployed and employed on January 6th, if what they're saying is true. It's, it's stunning. Now, I knew all that, and you and I have talked about all that, but I want to make sure that we bothered them again today because <laughs> you, you've, you've got the evidence, Cash. You've got, this is all fact. You would be all in such deep, such deep trouble right now if you were lying about this. But here's the question, and maybe this is a catchy, a, a catchy question that's rhetorical. I don't know. But when social media puts out something that says independent fact checkers say, now we know that Facebook has already admitted that independent fact checkers are opinion makers, but if they say independent fact checkers say there's no evidence that Trump said uh, or offered up National Guard troops for January 6th to protect the Capitol, and we know that they're lying, they know they're lying because what you're saying is provable, what, what can we do? Shouldn't there be recourse? There should be recourse against that media outlets, outlets with an S. Yeah. And, you know, you got to sue them for defamation or whatever. We can get into that. But the recourse is, let's just look at the history. These are the same companies that said, the same media outlets that said Donald Trump colluded with Russia right. and everything that Devin Nunes and Cash Patel are telling you is totally false. Mm. That Hillary paid for it. The FBI was hijacked. And James Comey led the biggest criminal enterprise in U.S. presidential history. Turns out we were right. Why don't you listen to the guys who are careers that testified multiple times under oath and did the mission of the United States instead of listening to some bozo at PolitiFact who hasn't served for one second of their career and all they want to do is sling mud and sell rags. Fightwithcash.com, fightwithcash and cash with a K.com. Go there, help them out, see how you can do so. And, and let's make sure that we're telling the truth and that we're not just buying what these so-called fact checkers say. We have disproven them many, many times. It's funny, Cash, because I actually found, and I'm going to send this to you today, I found the actual screenshot of Facebook saying that Mike Lindell and I um, contain sexual content and possible nudity. So they mosaiced out or, or they blurred out you know, the picture of Mike and I just talking about the election. This is what they do. They lie about you, and they know that a certain percentage will believe that Cash Patel is a liar. Cash Patel is making this up, and, and, and he's just a, a Trumper who hates America somehow. If they could, they would probably call you a white supremacist, but I think because of your heritage, they probably can't get away with that. So, so no, let's, no, they no, just call me a dictator. All right, and, and, and again, I mean, for, for my money, if they had anything on you, we wouldn't be able to freely speak about this. You'd be behind I bars somewhere. <laughs> right. Right. So if people go to, uh, to fightwithcash.com, before we get into Ukraine, if they go to that website, how does that help you out? What does that do? Yeah, it's all interrelated. Look, thanks for giving me 30 seconds here. Fight with Cash, really simple. I got defamed. I got deplatformed by big tech, big media. I wasn't the only one. I sued New York Times, Political, and CNN for defamation. Everybody in America that's been defamed should have that same right, and money should not be an issue. So I started fightwithcash.com. It's an offensive legal trust. I've been going around the country raising money, and what we're doing, if you have a case, go to the website and reach out to us. Check out our content. It's all free, and we will review your case for free, and if there's a legal cause of action, I will come to your courthouse, cut you the check for the lawyer, and file your defamation case for you so you have your day in court to clear your name. Amazing. It shouldn't belong to just the rich. It's for everybody. And that's what Fight With Cash is about. Fight With Cash. Cash is with a K. Fightwithcash.com. Go there right now. Let's talk about Ukraine. Cash, why should I care? I mean, Ukraine <laughs> has been the headline for four straight years. I don't know why. We keep on worrying about what Russia is or isn't doing. We hear the lie from the current administration that we care about the sovereignty in the border of Ukraine, although we don't care about the sovereignty in the border of the United States of America. So, simple question. Why should I care? I don't really have a good answer for you. 
I care about the American border. I care about not just our southern border, our east, our west, our north, our aerial border, our sub-oceanic borders. I care about those things because we cared about them under President Trump. And what we didn't have to deal with under President Trump was the rise of Xi Jinping in China or Putin in Russia. And what are we getting? We're getting back to the Russiagate days once again, where Putin paid $40,000 during the Obama administration to upend a US electorate landscape. He didn't change a single vote, cost him almost no money. He's running the same playbook against a weekend commander in chief in Joe Biden because he knows he can get the world to focus on Russia, Putin and the Ukraine. And that's all anyone's talking about. And now you've scared up the war machine to talk about World War Three. Putin is not invading and starting World War Three. It's not in his interest to do it. It is in his interest to flex over the United States, which is what he's doing right now. So for in your opinion, and this is an educated opinion as the former chief of staff of the DOD, in your opinion, he's just flexing? He's just saying, I'm the world superpower now and Joe Biden is a feeble shell of a man? Is that really what's going on? Yeah, you, you have, have to, to put, put yourself in these guys' positions. positions. I mean, this guy is the president of Russia forever. Yeah. Xi Jinping is the president of China and the CCP forever. But during the Trump administration, what they did not get to do was say, take on a Donald Trump and win because it just didn't happen. But now they're saying, well, we can actually get away with a little more. There's a president in the United States that we can take on and challenge. We can send our emissaries to the United States, to their meetings in Europe and elsewhere and say, we, Russia, are going to tell you what we're going to do and you're no longer going to tell us because there's no sanctions hammer. There's no global community willing to take them on because who's going to lead it? Joe Biden? No. Yeah. And that's the difference. And Putin's smart enough to know that. He's spending some some hundred thousand dollars, some few million dollars moving some troops around. What are we going to do? Send in the fifth fleet and start freaking World War Three in the Ukraine? The hell is, what, what are these people talking about here? Right. It makes no sense. We couldn't get out of Afghanistan appropriately. So they want to start another war. Well, I was going to go there. Uh, Fightwithcash.com is the website. This is Cash Patel, former DOD chief of staff. Um, when we talk about what we're seeing on, on a global landscape now, it really is an offshoot of what happened in Afghanistan. We screwed up Afghanistan so badly. I had former President Trump on. He told me what the plan was. No, you never take the military out first. That's stupid. You never leave all the equipment there. Biden did it exactly the opposite way that he should have. And because of that, China and Russia could then become best friends with the Taliban. China and Russia now sees that we ran away with our tail between our legs. And now China's being aggressive with Taiwan. And now Ukraine is getting the aggression from Russia. I mean, that really mm -hmm. is why it's happening, right? No, look, that's the best summary I've heard of it um, out of anyone that I've talked to recently. China and Russia went into Afghanistan the second we left. Why? Because they're taking over all the mineral rights there. They're taking our equipment and exploiting it and using it against the United States' interest, our own equipment. And yeah, you were right to have Donald Trump on your show and talk about the conditions-based withdrawal that I ran for him at DOD. It worked. And you know the proudest thing I am of that entire withdrawal? Our plan left not one American soldier's member dead. Right. Not one dignified transfer at Dover because we lost another soldier in Afghanistan. Joe Biden's evacuation killed 13 of them because he handed over the keys to Bagram and let an ISIS terrorist out. 13 of our men and women had to be put in the ground here in America and their families had to be told it was another failure in leadership that led to their colossal loss of life. And we want this same administration right. to lead us into the Ukraine. 
It makes no sense. But, but Cash, I'm going to ask you about that. Biden has said that Trump set a deadline for May of 2021. That's why all this had to happen. I talked to the president. You know this all to be true as well. The condition-based withdrawal was never going to happen because the Taliban wasn't keeping to the conditions. So, so the fact that there was a May deadline doesn't really matter. That deadline was not firm because the Taliban had to jump through some hoops. And they weren't, yeah, jumping, and they weren't jumping through the proper hoops. So Biden blaming Trump, does it make any sense? Let, let's say you're the farthest lefty left. Left, you know, left-wing Democrat you can find. They can't make sense out of it if they go by exactly what you planned, right? Right, and that's the whole point. We handed off our plan. We literally, as chief of staff to DOD and everybody else, we said, look, you don't have to call it the Trump plan. This is America's national security. It has to right. succeed. I want Biden to succeed in national security. It has to work. We said, here's the plan. Here's the evidence. Change it appropriately. The Taliban still owes us a ton of things, but it's working so far, and it can continue to work both diplomatically and militarily. What did they do? They didn't even call us. We ran the largest transition in Department of Defense history, and their chief of staff and their incoming secretary of defense and undersecretaries didn't bother to return our phone calls. Wow. That's how political they made it. And then they said we weren't transitioning and we didn't give them a roadmap. We gave them everything they needed. And because it happened under Trump and because they politicized the national security apparatus of the United States, 13 more service members are dead. Afghanistan is a disaster. A thousand Americans are still stuck in Afghanistan. And we can't find some of them. And this administration wants to take us seriously as to its actions about the Ukraine and how we now have 850 or 8,500 soldiers on heightened alert. I know what that means, but does the rest of the world, we can't send these guys over in FedEx overnight care packages. Right. Where are we going to put them? It's Cash Patel. Go to fightwithcash.com, fight with cash and cash with a K, fightwithcash.com. Let me ask you very directly. Was there some requirement that the United States leaves in May of 2021 that Joe Biden couldn't stop? Was there something in stone that Biden had to say, oh, my God, Trump said so, so I have to do it? No, it was a conditions-based approach. We had a roadmap where we told the Taliban, yeah, May 1st, that's a good target for us based on the evidence now that could change at any given day. Right. And that's what we handed over to the Biden administration. We said, it doesn't have to be this May 1st. It's a date we're building towards because you have to build towards an actual withdrawal and a government takeover by the Afghan people and the Taliban because it's, you know, Afghanistan. Right. So that's what we were working towards. And the fact that they came, all they wanted to do was come in and just blame us. Is it Donald Trump's fault that the C-17s that airlifted so many refugees out of Afghanistan and illegal terrorists, by the way, had people plunging to their deaths? Is that Donald Trump's fault because you couldn't yeah. organize an evacuation based in evidence and procedure and, and, and appropriate behavior? How is that? How is that anyone else's fault? And and so they just came in and said, what do we do? We, we're going to blame Trump. And then we, the Biden administration, are going to actually do a victory lap and say we got us out of Afghanistan. Well, well, that's yeah. exactly why he did it, Cash. I mean, the bottom line is he tried to do this for the 20th anniversary of 9-11. He tried to say, look what I did. I ended Afghanistan, and he screwed it up and killed Americans. And you're right, people are being persecuted and killed every day by the Taliban because they don't agree with them, or they happen to be people that, that were allies of America, or they're Americans. Cash mm-hmm. Patel, go to fightwithcash.com. Last question, quick opinion, if you don't mind, maybe 30 sure. seconds. Is it your opinion, like it is mine, that the Biden administration is getting 8,500 ready because when your approval ratings suck, if you go to war, that tends to help help out unfortunate reality is the military industrial complex we don't have enough time to get into it is so big and it drives so much of the defense economy economy of this country it's one of those things we actually tried and did reform the military industrial complex yeah. because 
Those in Congress and those who own those companies and those who own those stock makes billions of dollars anytime the United States of America goes to war. It's no different this time, unfortunately. And suddenly the economy gets better. Suddenly his approval ratings get better. It's always good for the economy to go to war. It's always bad when you go to war with no plan and for no reason. I can't see any reason why we would send anybody over to Ukraine. We should do something other than talking about sending military to the region. Let's talk about it further next time. Go to uh, fightwithcash.com, fightwithcash.com, cash with a K. Cash Patel, thanks a million, brother. Uh, come back Thank anytime. I, I'd love to. I'm a man. We're back after this. Stay right here. Joe Pags. I'm glad to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. Cash Patel, always a great interview. We'll have him on often. He calls out the fact checkers and says, fact check this. And uh, and there you go. L- listen, they, they keep on lying about him. And, uh, and he's actually putting together quite a team to go after people for defamation, for libel, and so on. Uh, for them to continue to lie about what was and what wasn't offered uh, leading up to January 6th is just crazy to me. The guy has the goods. He has the information. He presented it to the January 6th commission. Why social media thinks it can get away with it is, is stunning to me, other than the fact that social media knows that, like I said in the interview, a percentage of those who are watching and listening on their little websites will believe it, no matter what they say. And that's, I think, what we're seeing here. Let me tell you about uh, New Year's goals. We all have them. We all say, hey, let's make it happen this year. Let's get it done this year. Well, why not raise that energy level and actually get some stuff done by including uh, non-GMO beets and grapeseed extract in Super Beets Heart Chews. It's a new way to start your day. Super Beets Heart Chews. A tasty treat. They give you the energy you need. They're good for you, too. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, and candy for a quick pick-me-up. In fact, two delicious plant-based Super Beets Heart Chews. Just add them to your morning routine. They promote heart-healthy energy for the entire day. The whole day. No caffeine crash, either. No sugar crash. I, I hit a sugar crash whenever I have sugar. That's why I avoid it. Super Beats Heart Chews, unique clinically researched grapeseed extract. Promote heart-healthy energy, normal blood pressure as a part of a healthy lifestyle. They're delicious as well. It's a great combination. If you haven't tried them yet, you need to. Okay, get with Super Beats right now. Go to the website they made for you because you listen to my program, JoeLovesBeats.com. JoeLovesBeats.com. Get up to 45% off plus free shipping. JoeLovesBeats.com. It's their best offer available anywhere. JoeLovesBeats.com. Up to 45% off. JoeLovesBeats.com. Make it happen. Right now. I mean, for me, when you when you take a look and see what social media is doing, the bottom line is this. You believe them for a half second, be skeptical, fact check them, and then come back and say you were right or you were wrong. Don't just buy it hook, line, and sinker. They're hoping you will. Much more to come. Stay here. This is the Joe Pegg Show.